Over a thousand new season ticket holders this year. Hundreds are on the wait list. What would your message be to Sooner Nation about how they've invested already in Team 130? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not surprised in any way. This is, um, but at the same time, I want to recognize. I mean, this is the place that has sold out for you know 23 straight years. Uh, has one of the best home winning percentages in all of college football since 2000. I think it's top three, top four in the country. And um, so, you know, that doesn't happen if you don't have a great environment, you know, on game day. And uh, so whatever it's been, uh, again, uh, everybody got to step up and take it to another level. And I know our fans, uh, uh, there's, there's not a more passionate, invested fan base in all of college football. And we're, it's going to take everybody uh, to help us, you know, transition to the SEC and have the kind of success that everybody desires. And now's a great time to remind you that you can renew your Sooner Club membership or your 2024 season tickets. Now, you got to do it now because March 1st is the deadline. Go to Soonersports.com slash Renew24. Do it today before it's too late. You're not going to want to miss out on the first season in the SEC. Now, I got more with uh, that interview with Brent Venables coming up in coming days. We talk about Jackson Arnold. We talk about... Uh, Seth Luttrell, Joe John Finley, Zach Alley recruiting to the SEC. Kind of a wide-ranging conversation with Coach Venable. Spring practice uh, right around the corner as well. Look for that coming up. But if you have not yet reserved your tickets, you heard us talk about the waiting list there. There are people waiting to pounce. So March 1, that's a week from today, is the deadline. Make sure you get that done. TJ, let's talk hoops. We got uh, Porter Moser coming up next segment. Maggie Nichols, bottom of the hour, both live. And it's time for who you got first, okay? Uh, five games to go in the regular season for the men. 11 a.m. tomorrow, Houston at Baylor. 10-3 and three Houston at 8-5 and five Baylor. This will be played at the Foster Pavilion with the uh, camera angle from Mars. Houston ranked number two, Baylor ranked number 11. Cougars and Bears here. It's an interesting matchup. Who you got? This is always about the time of the Big 12 season that we say someone has a nice two-game cushion on Kansas. They can start wrapping this thing up. But then Kansas starts inching closer and closer. I think Houston struggles tomorrow and loses on the road in Waco. All right, I'll take Houston. You got Baylor? Yep. All right. 1 o'clock. Iowa State. West Virginia at Iowa State. (laughs) 
Four and nine at nine and four. Iowa State ranked number six, hot on the heels of the Houston Cougars. This is Mountaineers at Cyclones at Hilton Coliseum, TJ. Who you got? Cyclones still undefeated at home, right? I don't know how there's any way to know that. I think it's impossible are. to know a fact like are. that, I think. I'm wondering if they finally stumble. Um, they're, they're let's a hope much it's Wednesday team. night when they stumble. Let's, let's hope that, yeah. I'll, I'll hope that. So, yeah, Iowa State. Give me Iowa State. I'll take Iowa State as well. 1 o'clock, BYU at Kansas State. Bramlage Coliseum, the site. BYU 7-6. and six. Regardless of what they do, they're going to stay in the top 10 in the net, apparently, which is great because we beat them. It's helping us out. K-State 5-8 and eight on the outside looking in right now. But the game is is in the octagon of doom. Cougars have probably never been there before. They've never seen anything like the octagon of doom. So BYU at K-State, Cougars at Cats. Who you got here, team? Uh, this year, more like the octagon of confusion. So I'm yeah. going BYU on the road to uh, knock off Kansas State. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, really. Okay, I like, I like BYU too. Two o'clock, Cincinnati at TCU. This is played in Fort Worth, Texas, Cowtown, USA. Man, we got a lot of cats in this uh, conference, don't we? Yeah. Bearcats. More coming in. At the Frogs. All right, we got Wildcats coming in, too, Arizona. That's right. Bearcats at Frogs. In nature, that's a heavy advantage, Bearcats. But this game will be played inside the friendly confines of the Schulmeyer Arena. Cincy five and eight coming off that home loss to OSU. TCU seven and six. They are a highly confusing team. Who you got in this one? This is uh for both these teams, massive, just like Stillwater right. is for the uh, Sooners. I will say TCU wins at home. But, um, yeah, very important game for both those. If, if TCU does win that game, I think that may uh, be the nail in the coffin for Cincinnati. So I'm going Horned Frogs. And if TCU loses, they may be on the wrong that, side of the bubble. They may be on the wrong side of the bubble next time around, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I got TCU as well. 3 o'clock, Tech at UCF. Game is in Orlando. Addition Financial Arena. Texas Tech eight and five, UCF four and nine. This is the Red Raiders and the Knights. So that's you know that's a that's kind of a showdown there of horseback mascots. Too. You got a lot of horses going on there. One of them's got guns and the other one's got like jousts. So advantage <laughs> guns. Texas Tech at UCF. Who you got here, Teach? Uh, the joust is longer. Give me UCF at home. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I like that pick. I think I like that pick. They play a lot better at home. I, uh, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. I'll take UCF. I like UCF, too. Uh, 5 o'clock, Texas at Kansas. Horns at Hawks. Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Texas 6-7. and seven, Kansas 8-5. and five. Uh, This is Bevo against Rock Chalk. Uh, who you got here, TJ? Please, please say again where this is being played. Uh, Allen Fieldhouse. Why Fog are you Allen even asking Fieldhouse. me the question? Kansas, take give me the Jayhawks. So here's my prediction on this one, okay? Bear with me. Hear me out. Okay. Close game. Right. Three, four minutes to go. A couple of calls go the way of Kansas that yes. really help them get over the hump. 
I know this is a specific prediction, TJ, but hear me out. And those close calls, those controversial calls, allow Kansas to get the home win. I'm predicting Kansas. Uh, I think you're exactly right on that. Um, All right, so. Oh, by the way, we're idiots. It's a lance, you morons! <laughs> it's not a joust? I think jousting is the sport. Oh. <laughs> So the actual, the actual thing is called the Lance? I believe so, yes. Is that how Sir Lancelot got his name because he used his lance a lot? Or was that his name? I don't even know. I'm just... Sir Lancelot. Yeah, All right, I guess I am a moron because I don't think I knew that was called a Lance. I thought it was called a Joust. It's called a Lance? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Like I said, I think the jousting is the sport, the joust. Hmm. Yeah. All right, well, I stand corrected then. <laughs> And the moron uh, moniker I will wear, honestly. Okay, it is time for uh, who you got now. Let's circle back. Bedlam, 3 o'clock, Gallagher-Iba, final regular season Bedlam before the Sooners go off to the SEC. OU-OSU, this is Sooners and Cowboys. OU 6-7, and seven, OSU 4-9. and nine. Cowboys, though, have won a couple in a row. So uh, what's going to happen here, TJ? Uh, OU, OSU, what's TJ's gut telling you about this one? The gut has been uneasy about oh, by this the way, game all week. OU won the first game in Norman. Close, though. <laughs> Pointy stick works as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the gut's been nervous about this game all week. Suddenly, OSU's playing really good games. OU has had injury concerns. It didn't look good in the second half the other day. I don't feel good not knowing everything about tomorrow with Rivaldo. Obviously, we know Hughley's out now for sure for this game, and I don't like that. So I think a fired-up crowd in Stillwater, knowing it's the last game of Bedlam there, they're going to want to, to win that game. Not that they don't always, but even more so knowing it's the last one and that they need to get this one at home. I'm going OSU in a close, tight game. The yes. guest's not feeling well about it. <laughs> oh, they're excites, rejoicing excites, in the locker room at the Lloyd Noble Center right the, now. Uh, Toby. Woo! I mean, you've been picking OU lately, and we've been losing. So Right. I've also picked them when they won. I'll take but, it. Yeah. I'll take it. TJ, How are you feeling? How Porter are you Moser. feeling? Uh, I feel great now that you've picked OSU. <laughs> Don't, don't give me that. You talked early in the week how this game kind of made you nervous. So. By, well, it does make me nervous, but I feel a lot better now that you pick OSU. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I do feel here, better now that Los broke the news, and we think that you know Rivaldo will be good to go. So the weapon used by knights are called jousting sticks or lances. Okay. Well, then you're right. I mean, hey. I'm not wrong. Hey. So, uh, so uh, up sticks, your nose a with joust. a rubber hose, nine one eighter. Uh, T.J. Perry picking OSU at Bedlam tomorrow. I can't wait to tell Porter Moser who we have next. <laughs> Coming up live. Oh, man. Uh, it's a big one, Teej. It's a big one. Uh, break time Massive. back after this. I hope Porter. I'm wrong. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Hi, welcome back, everybody. Let me update uh, Bracketology. They usually, Friday morning, they usually uh, send out a 
Uh, Lenardi gets up early and does a little work, you know. Let me see if he's gotten up early and done any work today. Uh, a big one tomorrow for the Sooners. 3 p.m. tip. Uh, Gallagher, Iva. Man, I don't know when we'll play Bedlam again, TJ. It might be a year or two or three. Who knows? I think I don't think it'll be too far out, but it could be a while before we play in Gallagher, Iba again, you know? I, I would imagine... Who knows? Who knows how they'll work it out? Maybe it'll be one year here, one year there. Maybe it'll be like a neutral site situation in Oklahoma City or Tulsa. But <clears throat> I will miss a, a, a little bit going to GIA. Um, even though we haven't won there a ton, we have won there probably more than a lot of places in the Big 12 since I've been calling games. And uh, it's a cool building. It was cooler before they expanded it. They had to expand it. It felt like your jump shot might hit the roof in old Gallagher-Iva. But uh, it's it's steep, and uh, it's a cool building. So I'll look around tomorrow. I won't cry, that's for sure. But I'll look around tomorrow and take it in as uh, we say goodbye to Bedlam. It would be nice to go out with a sweep. I know you've got a chance to do that if they could get a win tomorrow. Remember the first game in uh, Norman was, I think OU was down one going into the final media timeout. TJ, you can go for it now. And um, and then they closed strong in the last four minutes and were able to get the win. All right, we're joined now live by Sooners head coach Porter Moser. Bedlam coming up tomorrow in Stillwater. Good morning, Coach. Morning, Toby. Has it been a, uh, I don't know, restful because you guys have been working, but have you accomplished this week what you hope to accomplish with the bye? Absolutely. Uh, just, you know, this bye week, you know, we're the last team uh, to have it in the Big 12, and it just came at a time when we needed it. But, uh, you know, for the guys, it's been like every three days since Christmas, and it's, it's been a grind for them and, uh, and us. But I, I think the thing that's been really good is to, to get their minds and their legs fresh. Um, we had this, uh, we, we, we took Sunday off Monday, we did film and just skill work, you know, decisions on ball screens, shooting a lot of free throws. And then, um, Tuesday we, we, we introduced some scout for Oklahoma state and then, uh, gave them another day off Wednesday. And then, uh, so it was, we, we were able to get some time off their legs, um, but all, and get some good skill work in. Um, and then we had a great practice yesterday and we got another one today before we had to Stillwater. You mentioned last night uh, that Waldo's day-to-day. We'll see if you have him tomorrow or not. But John Hughley had the surgery to fix his meniscus, so not going to have him probably for the rest of the year. I would imagine that puts uh, Luke Northweather firmly in the spotlight for you now. No, absolutely. Um, and you know what? We're not we're not counting John out for the year. You know, I, I still think with technology today, the scope and our doctors, everything went, went really well. And uh, so I, I'm – I'm holding out hope on that one. And, but the other thing is, is for Luke is to continue to pour into his confidence as a, as, a young, as a freshman just to come in here and understand that it's not about just making a shot. He's obviously an outstanding three-point shooter, but he can do other things and, um, and to keep his confidence up. He really helped us in the first battle game. He, I mean, knocked down a three, knocked down some free throws, had three assists, drew three fouls. He really had it. The last two games he struggled, and we've talked about it. And um, but I think the guys really have—we all do—have a ton of confidence in him, and he's got to 
Got to play well. We got to look at Jalen Moore, you know, uh, as well, stepping up. And Yaya Keita. Yaya Keita is another one that is, is an older body just for some defensive purposes. Where do you feel like you are right now, Coach, in the pursuit of the NCAA tournament? Well, Toby, I think that's the one thing that, you know, everybody, they start doing the bubble watch, I think, in September um, and uh, <laughs> nowadays, and it's just crazy. But you can't, you can't just get caught up in that. You've got to just try to – what are you doing for that game in front of you to get better? And, you know, I think we've had some – in our non-conference, you know, we beat USC when USC was in the top 15. And then they've struggled with some injuries. And then we beat Providence by 21 when they were in the top 25. And then Bryce Hopkins, who averaged 19 a game, went down. They're still doing well. We were up 20. We, we beat double figures Iowa, who's um, now battling in the middle, upper half of the Big Ten. And then Arkansas, we beat them double figures, and they've had some ups and downs. And so we've got some good non-conference wins. Um, and then our league, it's just I just think for us, this league, but it, it, the NCAA has to take 10 teams. Like, you're looking at the bubble watch just a couple games ago, and the remaining schedules, we had the hardest schedule in the country. Like, we had to go Baylor-Kansas back-to-back. We still have Houston at Texas, at Iowa State. I think Iowa State's last loss at home was against us, I think, a year ago. And so it's not the same as some other other conferences. So I, I, I feel like they're going to take in consideration. But the bottom line is, I mean, the bottom line is, we got to take care of ourselves. You know, you know, my first year here, it went down to the committee with the last team out. I thought we got robbed. So we, we, we've got to take care of ourselves. We've got to put no doubt in this thing. And we've we got, we got a rough road ahead. We know that. Um, but we're good. We've played the best teams in the country. And we've got to, we've got to be ready and take care of ourselves and, and not focus in on that and leave it in somebody else's hands. Oklahoma State comes in winners of two in a row, and it appears since they have inserted Jamiron Keller into the starting lineup, they've been a better basketball team. What's the difference it looks like he's made for them? He's playing with a, a lot of comps. He doesn't have a freshman body. I mean, his body is completely developed. I mean, he had a body like Otega as a freshman, and it's a very similar situation. Um, and he's just he's knocking down threes. He had one three in the entire conference season, and then he was four for four against uh, BYU in their win. Had over 20, and then he made two against Cincinnati. So he's shooting it, a very, very good downhill driver. They're playing faster, and Mike's always teams has been extremely tough defensively. I mean, they've always – and he's, he's just a tough, tough kid. So no doubt, Toby, since he's been in that lineup, they've, they've really played with a lot of confidence. And it started in our game. You know, he, he was like he started to play 20-some minutes in our game, and then he's he's just gone from there, and he's playing really well. When you look back at the first meeting with these guys, uh, a close win, you got him in Norman. Other than not, you know, being called for four technical fouls, what do you want to do better in this game? What do you need to do better this time around against him? I think both of us are pushing the pace, want to push the pace. They look like they want to play a lot faster. They're playing faster. We want to play faster. It got, you know, it got kind of like a rock fight. Both teams defensively were just really locking each other up. And um, so that's one thing we want to do better. Um, you know, like, like fouling, like, like those emotional control. You know, I know there's a, little, a lot of said about that, but we got to have emotional control. It's an emotional game, um, and we got to have emotional control with that. The other thing is rebounding. Um, we got to continue to do that against them. They're, 
they, they get even their Cincinnati game. They got some key rebounds down the stretch, and so we, we've got to um, we've got to rebound well against them. And uh, I do think that their guards are just so good. The freshman Brandon Garrison's playing really well, so they're 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 playing very well. So we've got to um, really defend them at a high level. Fan bases tend to ride emotional roller coasters with teams. I, I do it with you know my favorite pro teams and everything. Inside the locker room, do you still sense that your guys have that confidence that they're going to get this thing done? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, you you had JV and Alosa on, on your show on the show last night, uh, just talking to them the way that, the way they're practicing. Um, they know, they know it's it's it, the, the, the schedule that we have, and they're confident against them. We've played, you know, the teams we've we've, we've been there, and uh, no doubt, I think we all know we can shoot it better. We're gonna. Um, and uh, but we know that we have a lot of pieces. You know, I think getting Waldo back, even even with Waldo and John down, the guys had no confidence was not the issue against Kansas. We just didn't knock down shots, and they made a a run where they made those three threes in a row. But um, that that is not the issue. The guys believe in each other. We we hope we can get Waldo back, and if we don't, if we don't, we're going to go to Stillwater and play our tails off. I love it. Three o'clock tomorrow, Bedlam the final regular season bedlam. Coach, thanks. We appreciate it. We'll see you up at Gallagher-Iba. All right. Take care. There you go. Porter Moser. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> he said maybe they get Waldo back, so we'll see. I think he'll play. I don't know if he'll be 100%, but I would be shocked if he – I mean, he tried to go play last week, you know. He came back out and uh, – or he, he went out in his uniform – and warmed up, and then they were like, what are you doing? So I I, I just think there's no way that he's not going to play, even if he's 80% or 75 or whatever. How effective he'll be, I don't know, but I, I'm hard-pressed to believe you're not going to see Rivaldo Suarez on the court tomorrow. It is interesting, though, and I don't know necessarily what to attribute this to because I think Bryce Thompson is their best player. But since he's gone out, I think they've played better basketball. And I'm sure that somebody who watches OSU don't, closer could tell like me that. why. Why? I don't know. Just I just picture somebody having a career day now or something because you said that. <laughs> By superstition. No, I mean he's since he was lost for the year. Yeah, I know, I know. Since he left their lineup, they've been a better basketball team, and that's hard to explain because he's a really good player. But maybe there's an an OSU fan or somebody who watches them closer than me that could explain why that has been the case. But, um, like, there's no way you would tell Mike Boynton at the beginning of conference play, would you rather play with or without Bryce Thompson? And he would go, what are you talking about? He's my best player. Of course I want Bryce sure, Thompson. Sure, absolutely. Um, so something has clicked for them. Maybe it's this kind of all for one. You know, he goes down, your best player goes down, and everybody gets, gets I don't know, you know, but – It'll be a dogfight for sure. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, the legendary Maggie Nichols joins us live. She's got a new book out she's going to tell us all about. She'll be signing it tonight in the Lloyd Noble Center. Maggie, coming up next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Big night tonight in the Lloyd Noble Center. 
Swaggy Maggie is back. Maggie Nichols in the LNC, and she joins us live now on the show. Good morning, Maggie. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's an honor. It is an honor. And uh, big night, 515 tonight. New book is out, Unstoppable. You will be selling and signing books there in the Lloyd Noble Center for anybody that would stop, uh, like to stop by and uh, get an autograph with you. I want to talk about that in a second. But first, women's gymnastics, OU's team this year, I'm sure you've been watching them closely like the rest of us. What do you think about KJ's 2024 squad? Oh, yeah. I've been watching every single meet, whether that's in person or on my TV screen. Um, I'm just the proudest alumni. This team is absolutely incredible, and uh, it's so exciting to watch them, you know, continuously being ranked number one. And uh, I believe that they're going to, you know, take that title again this year, and it's so exciting. More nervous watching than when you were actually the one on the beam? Different nerves, for sure, but uh, still get nervous watching them because I just want them to do so good. But definitely this year they just have so much depth that I know that they're going to nail it every single time. All right, let's talk about Unstoppable. Um, It's an inspirational tell-all for those who don't know about Maggie's story. Perhaps you've seen the documentary with the U.S. national team and the adversity that she faced. Adversity is not even the right word, the horrendous circumstances. Maggie, I would imagine this was a very difficult endeavor for you or cathartic. How was the process for you of writing this book? Yeah, um, definitely parts were very challenging to, you know, relive some of the memories. But overall, being able to share my story, you know, all the highs and then also all the lows and the ways I overcame obstacles in my life, I I honestly enjoyed the process. I felt like it was definitely a unique uh, experience for me, but I thought it was really important to share my story. I felt like a lot of athletes and also anyone can relate to my story. Um, You know, I faced a lot of obstacles throughout my life and I just shared ways how I overcame, stayed positive, And I felt like a lot of people could be inspired by it, learn from it. Um, but yeah, I just really wanted to share my story and hopefully people can take away some good lessons from it. What was the process for you? I would imagine you, you sat down with an author and just, uh, kind of shared all your experiences. What, what was the writing process uh, of this book like? Yeah, it was definitely a different process for sure. Um, Not what I was expecting. It took a lot longer than I was thinking. Um, But, yes, I wrote out, like, a big outline, um, and then I had a ghostwriter who helped me articulate it onto paper, which I'm super thankful for. Um, She did an amazing job. But, yeah, it was just a bunch of interviews, um, Zoom calls, things like that, back and forth, rough draft after rough draft um, until it was perfect. So it was a very fun process. Uh, I learned a lot from it, and I also did the audio book as well. So that is in my voice, which is also a learning nice. process for me, but it was very fun. <laughs> That's a lot of uh, studio time. The audio, uh, yeah. how long did it take you to do the audio book? So they sent me actually all the equipment, which was really cool. I got to set it up like wow. in my in my house, and then it was about a week straight, and I did it for like seven hours straight every single day. Um, so that was pretty hard, but it was, it was a cool experience. Um, I really, I did enjoy it, even though it was pretty challenging for me. (laughs) Lots of tea or, uh, warm liquid of some sort. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fascinating. You have, you've been able to inspire so many through these 
awful circumstances that you went through. Um, what has that been like? Tell me about, and maybe not in specifics, you can if you want, but I would imagine that there are young ladies, I would imagine there are mothers, families that have reached out to you to thank you for having the bravery to tell your story. That has to be incredibly rewarding. Yeah. Um, you know, those messages and then also people coming up to me in person truly means so much to me. Um, you know, first of all, coming out as athlete A um, was a very difficult decision, but ultimately I made that decision just because I felt like I could help other people, whether they've experienced the same thing and or just so people don't feel alone in it. Um, so just hearing those messages and people coming up to me truly means a lot. Um, but also, like, after my book has come out, I, I shared a lot of other struggles that I faced, you know, injuries and other things. And so people being able to, you know, relate to my story, learn from my story and them telling me that is um, super rewarding and uh, does mean a lot. Do you, can you go through the list of injuries you suffered as a gymnast? <laughs> oh gosh. Um, well, I've had five knee surgeries. I've had oh. an elbow surgery. I've had um, torn hamstring, broken ankle, uh, torn plantar fascia, um, probably a couple oh, others Lord. as well, but those are my main ones. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, how are you? Are you how you feel now? Like you feel a hundred percent, or are you limp, limping around everywhere? Definitely not limping. Um, I had a surgery about a year ago, which was a pretty big knee surgery, uh, but it really did help me a lot. So I'm able to do my workouts that I want to do and live my life how I want. So I'm very thankful for that, and all the thanks to the Oklahoma doctors and my trainer Jen. So. They all kept me in one piece, which I'm very thankful for. <laughs> you have one favorite moment of your time at OU that stands above all others when you think back on your career? Super hard to pick a favorite, but I would have to say the um, two team championships that we won uh, my freshman year and then also in 2019. Um, but I would believe that 2019 definitely wins that just because um, that year meant so much to us. And we were doing it for a bigger purpose, and then, you know, we came out on top that year and took the championship home, and that one just meant a lot to us and uh, definitely holds a special place in my heart. What's the future look like for Maggie Nichols? What What are your hopes and dreams going forward? Oh, gosh. I have lots of goals and hopes and dreams. Um, just continuing to grow within myself. Um, I'm a personal trainer now, and I have my own online app. So I definitely want to continue to grow that. I'm really passionate about that and helping other people, um, continuing to grow my nonprofit organization. Um, and then I also have a couple of gymnastics meets that I run around the U S each year. So continue to grow that as well. Um, and then I'm assigned with an agency. So I do a lot of speaking engagements. Yeah. I travel all over the U S to nonprofits, universities, and kind of give like motivational speeches and stuff. So continuing to just grow all of my different brands and um, continuing to become the best version of myself. Tell me about your nonprofit. Yeah, it's called the Maggie Nichols Foundation, and it supports charities that help victims of all types of abuse. So I just raise money and then give the funds to different charities that help victims of all types of abuse. So kind of ties in with my gymnastics meet. The girls are able to raise money, and then they can win prizes and things like that at my meet. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's really fun. It's definitely a learning process, but it's been really cool to be able to give back. Any itch to coach at all? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not out of the picture. Um, I was able to coach for two years at Oklahoma and definitely mm -hmm. had the best experience. Um, 
So maybe down the road, I it's definitely something that I would really love to do. So maybe one day. What about now that you've done all this audio work at your house? What about broadcasting? Are you, any any uh, desire to go into gymnastics broadcasting? Yeah, I've kind of always wanted to do that. So I would love to. I think it'd be a great opportunity. Um, yeah, so maybe I could do that too. <laughs> so all many right, TJ, opportunities. TJ, please put Maggie on hold so I can talk to her at the end of this interview today. That's <laughs> <laughs> a broadcasting offer. That'd be great. Yeah. Maggie, we've had somebody text the show and ask if there's any way to purchase an autographed copy of your book if they can't be there tonight. Is there any other outlet by which that can happen or other signings that we could tell people about in the future? Um, I don't know about an autographed copy, but you can buy them on Amazon or Macmillan.com. Okay. Um, autograph one might be a little bit tricky, but maybe we could figure something out. <laughs> yeah, you'll see Maggie somewhere in the future. Get, yes, get your book and then take it with you everywhere you go, and yes. then eventually you'll run into Maggie Nichols, and she'd be happy to sign it for you okay 515 tonight lloyd noble center books retail at 1999 if you purchase on site they have a limited amount of copies on site so if you already have one bring it with you one additional item will be uh, to be signed is permitted along with the book and uh the legend herself maggie nichols will be there tonight maggie uh thanks for joining us thank you for writing this book thank for everything you have done for uh girls all across the world Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye, Maggie. Bye. There you go. TJ, I think we've just found our next TV star. Yeah, I think that's, uh, especially when you get thrown in there, I think that would be the perfect help for you. Me and Maggie? Yeah. Kick kick uh, Bart Connor to the curb? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Bart, sorry, man. <laughs> You don't have anything else going on. It's the end of the line, Bart. This is it. How about I got No, she idea. would be tremendous though. How about Bart that, and Maggie? Why am I even in this? I just thing at I, all? yeah, I don't know why I put you in that role. Bart and Bart, Maggie. Bart and Maggie. There's no, the super team right there. She's always been an incredible personality and uh handles herself so well, so that, she would be tremendous at it. 7 hours a day for a week, is that what she said of doing yeah, her audio book? Reading the audio book. How long did it take you for your audio book? Like 3 minutes? Uh, it took four and a half, and I did it twice. <laughs> so stick that in your ear. All right? No, this is a real book, folks. This is not one of those, you know, silly kids' poems that you know, with a, like a coloring book like I put out, okay? This is a real book, a tough one, too, but an inspiring one, and um, I'm very much looking forward to reading it. I have seen the documentary, TJ. I'm sure you have, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was hard to watch. It was. It was incredibly hard to watch, but um, I know she's helping a lot of people and stuff, but, yeah. It, it, was, it was hard to watch because we know Maggie. Right. I mean, it was hard to yeah. watch if you don't know anyone, but we know Maggie, and watching it when you know the person is like, oh, my God. Like, you just almost can't watch, you know? So I'm sure the book is the same, but it's going to be a must-read, and... So many, the bravery she showed to share her story, to come out, to help bring justice in that situation has, I would imagine, been an inspiration and a, a, a source of healing for, I, don't, I can't even, I, countless, countless 
who have been in, unfortunately, similar situations. We'll wrap up the show with uh, Crossover next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Yeah, it's time for the crossover. Brought to you by the Ortho Central Hand Center. The Ortho Central Hand Center offers cutting-edge treatment and expert care. Visit orthocentralok.com. And now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. I'm so sorry, Chris. It is uh, an ungodly hour in California right now, but it is game day for the Sooner softball team out at the Mary Nutter Classic right there. Good morning, Chris. Pacific time zone always really throws me off, T-Row. Like, I, I felt like... I went to bed, like, stupid early, right, because Thunder game was over. I was watching uh, – well, I, and it's weird to not have a Thunder game on, right? Uh, they don't have yeah. them here in Palm Springs. So it was kind of one of those nights where I was texting with a few people. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? They're like, we're watching the Thunder. I'm like, I'm going to turn the game on. And you can't. Now, you know, I understand. I have Valley so I can pull up my laptop. But it was weird to follow it in a different way. And I thought, yeah. like, I'm going to bed at a great – This is I'm going to bed at, like, 10 o'clock. And then you realize, oh, wait, I'm really going to bed at midnight. And I'm really waking up at, uh, you know, what, what might be considered, like, 7 a.m., but it's, like, it's going to feel like it's 5 a.m. So yeah. it's, been a, it's been one of those mornings where I'm like, what time is it? But, Tiro, it's gorgeous here, man. I'm just – Yeah? You know, I, Weather good? I, it, 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 it's amazing. We have fallen into a – gap where they had a terrible week weather-wise last week here it's been raining a lot and then for this weekend uh and the next in, in, in the first few days of next week it's gorgeous and then it's supposed to rain again all next week so last year we came here and it was horrible weather-wise it was rainy it was cold uh and the Sooners made a statement you know this was where they came and beat UCLA 14 zip last year and everyone was like oh okay so that Baylor loss they're still really really good but they're, um, uh, this, this is uh, shaping up to be just an absolutely gorgeous, if you will, kind of Chamber of Commerce kind of weekend here in, in Palm Springs. So tonight's the, the toughest night, right, at least on paper, Mississippi State and Wisconsin? Yeah, Mississippi State's really good. Uh, they're 10-1. and one. They've got uh, two or three pitchers they really like. They're gritty. Maybe even, maybe even I could use the term like chippy. You know, they kind of have mm-hmm. taken on the personality of their coach, and Sam Ricketts had a – Heck of a career here at Oklahoma. So uh, I, they've got a, they've got a coach. I think Taylor Tyler Bratton is their first base coach, and he's one of those dudes that by the end of the game you can't stand him. He's a super guy, Toby. Like when you meet him away from the the, the ballpark or, or you talk to him, he's just he's a good dude. But then when you're watching him coach, you're like, what is this dude's problem? Because he's a first base coach and he's always throwing his hands up and he's always chirping. So, uh, it, it, you know, we went there and kicked the snot out of him last year, but I think he got kicked out of both games, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so, really? uh, yeah, he's, he's a little bit of a different – but and I mean that in that he's just very passionate. He, he, it was the epic. He got kicked out of the game, and then he went to get his bag from the dugout, and it wasn't like a backpack, but it was like one of those satchels. It was just weird. It was kind of a different world uh, <laughs> in Starkville last year. But, hey, this, you're right. This is their biggest challenge today on paper. I think San Diego State's actually pretty good that they're going to play tomorrow. I think that's kind of a, 
McNeese State type team, maybe even a little bit better. Uh, so, and they're receiving votes in the top 25. It's weird because when we come to the Marionetta, historically, it's been Arizona, UCLA, Washington. You know, you're playing some of the big teams from the West. This year it's different. You know, you're playing Mississippi State. We've got, you know, Wisconsin, who's not as good as they were last year later on this evening. But, you know, they've got a little burr in their saddle because we've got Peyton Monticelli, right? San Diego State's better. Um, so, and then what is it? Loyola Marymount that we get on, on Sunday is actually, um, because we were supposed to play Notre Dame on Sunday. And then that got, uh, dinged because they had flight issues. So we're playing Seattle on Sunday, but, um, I, this is the night T row. This is the night T row. How about you? How's, are you ready for a a lot of baseball and hoops this weekend? Well, I'm not ready, but I'm excited. And, uh, yeah, we have to be back in the booth at Mitchell park today. That's exciting. I'm I can't wait. They got Bedlam tomorrow. It's a big weekend, by the way. I'm going to be bugging you, know you so just be ready. You know what? We, we haven't talked about what I think in, in our softball world is one of the biggest deals that's going on. Have you talked about it yet? Have you told TJ? Uh, what is it? Do you, do you know who's on the TV call, TJ Perry, oh, for the opening yeah. game at Love's Field? I have told you about that. The voice this, of yeah. the suitors. Yeah. Nobody, nobody I told can. him um, – Massive problem if the win streak ends on his call. Yeah. So I don't know if it's good it to just get past it and keep winning or if you need to drop one this weekend for him. <laughs> no, let's just keep winning. Let's just just keep, winning. keep winning, there, yeah. There is – Louisiana Lafayette's really good. <laughs> you know, that's a team that's coming in that's really good. Liberty's pretty good. So we didn't – it's kind of funny. We didn't do ourselves any favors with that opening weekend uh, – in the love's field, but holy smokes, man! Have you have you seen you your new radio booth yet? I haven't seen anything yet. I haven't even been inside the stadium. So they, uh, I think they, the coaches and some of the, I think Thomas and some of the the media relations people and the marketing people were able to get in there last week. I guess I don't know. I guess they lost my my invitation somewhere at T Row. I don't know where I went. We probably got to go uh, over there this week and just kind of like make sure things work. You know. We're going to. We're going to. And uh, I think the only thing they told me is there might not be carpet in the booth this weekend, so they're going to get us a good old nice rug in there to kind of kill some of the sound. But okay, I don't yeah, care. Good old nice rug. I'll, I'll broadcast right. from a roof. The I'll window open? From... That's the only thing I asked, man. For me, it did. So that's yeah, good. Okay. Very good. Very good. All right, Chris, have a great call. We'll be listening all weekend out there. Same, Toby. Same, man. Can't wait. Have a good one. Plague Show coming up live from Cali next. Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. Thanks to K.J. Kindler, Skip Johnson, Porter Moser, Maggie Nichols for stopping by. Pre-game coverage starts at 3.30 this afternoon, live from Mitchell Park for OU Baseball. Have a great weekend, everybody.